Kevin's Colbert, Steelers GM for at least one more draft, spoke at the NFL scouting combine and gave some really juicy details on things that are developing for the Steelers and some outlook by their front office, but including that they now know that they've talked to Stephon to it and he's excited to get back to football. We're going to talk about his potential return as well as what he said about Zach Banner, Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'm going to do so with Tony Serino, who's going to be very happy to hear about Mitchell Trubisky being in their wish list. But we're going to talk about that and a lot more right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on the video. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily content on here. We come out Monday through Friday, full free. And if you want to help out the show even further, go on, go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. You do both at the same time, and you'll get a special shout-out at the end of the show. We thank you for making Locked On Steelers your first listen every day. We got my man, Tony Serino. It's Tony Wednesday. Yeah, no, it's another Wednesday. Still, not, can, still can't no, get it can't, right. Yeah, it's I like can't you, do it. I can't I do it. I don't understand it, Tony, but <laughs> we, well, we love to have you here anyways. I want to start off talking about, you know, one of the things I think that, that rung out the loudest about Kevin Colbert's talking at this count combine that came out of this and him talking to Steeler Nation Radio. But you look at what he said about, about Stefan to it. They, they said that they've talked to him. He's he's part of the picture coming coming back right now. They're still waiting to see how things play out. But they said that he has expressed a desire to play again, even used the word excited about you know, about, from, from to its side to play again. Yeah, That's a very good sign. It's still unclear all the medical things that are going on with to it, right? We don't know. Right. Where where it is, what's happened? We we haven't heard from Tuit or anyone say what's actually going on on Tuit's end, other than you know we knew his brother died and we know that he's that, that there were that there was some knee surgery and something involved there. But this is still huge for the Steelers because you saw the huge hole that it left in the Steelers' defensive line last year. Absolutely, yeah. Two, two parts of this that are that are really good to hear. Number one, obviously, getting Tuit back is a is a huge deal for that defensive line for that run defense. Uh, in particular, although, I mean, you know, his ability as a pass rusher as well. I mean, this guy, what do you have? 11 sacks the year before 11 sacks. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this, he was a monster, you know, you put him Hayward you know, what, what TJ was able to do last year, you know, the, emer- the emergence of what Highsmith was becoming at the end of last season. I mean, not to say that the Steelers need any more help at the pass rush position, because I think they, they were pretty, pretty well off last year, but you know, every, you know, every little bit uh, counts, but yeah, the run defense is a huge part of this. But then the other part of this is just kind of that, like not wanting to, his desire to come back means that the Steelers have more solidified that defensive line. And it's not going to be something that they have to worry about this off season, right? You know, look, I'm sure that they like Chris Wormley. They like Isaiah Loudermilk, right. but they weren't going to have those guys likely start again this no. season. Like, like those guys, mm-hmm. you know, like Wormley had to do last year and Loudermilk had to get a bunch of minutes as a rookie. Um, so this, yeah, I mean, this kind of takes their eye off of that. There's still an eye on maybe what the future of Cam Hayward. He is getting up there in age a little bit, but I mean, at, at his with his play, you're not worried about that. And so to it, yeah, to it coming back is huge, huge news from Colbert today. 
It certainly is. And you know, when if you get him back, you know, and I, I did a Carter's classroom on Stefan to it, and you see the the massive difference when he's in the picture versus when he's not. Because I think some people are like, oh well, so what if he had eleven sacks? They were able to they still led the league in sacks. They got TJ. Why do they need him for that? But in the run defense, and I know, and this is what I was saying all season long about Devin Bush, even though he was struggling. When you look at the difference between Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, Isaiah Bugs, all the guys that they got, Henry Mondo, whoever they were trying to fill in in those spots, even Montrevious Adams, who did better than, than those yeah. guys against the run. But you saw that when teams were, were focused, they was like, okay, we're going to push these guys down the line. We're going to move these guys out of the way. They're not going to be forced. But when Toot was there last year, I mean, and against the Titans, the Ravens, some of the best run offenses of the 2020 season, he was just, nope, I'm going to get my hand inside. I'm going to use my length. And this is why they loved Toot from when the time they drafted him. He has the strength, he has the size, he has the length, and he has the technique to yeah. control you at the point of attack, shed you, and make the play. Or if if at least, if he's not making the play, he's forcing the play to someone else. And there's so many times I look, I'm looking at the, like all the big runs the Steelers gave up this last season, and you just see running backs being able to choose between two or three gaps because the, the, the Steelers' defensive line was just getting bullied at times, and then the guys coming up, the linebackers and the safeties trying to fill holes, they're having to guess. They're like, oh, he could go that way or he could go that way, and that always gives the advantage to the running back. But that's something that I think the Stephon Tewitt, if he's actually back, they still should consider drafting in the interior defensive line. They shouldn't push away the notion of maybe getting a, Tra a Travis Jones or you know one of the interior defensive linemen if they're available. But it takes out the uh, to me if he if you know if the Steelers know that the thing that we don't know that he's coming back it takes it takes the Jordan Davises the Delonte Wise the guys that are first round great defensive guys, yeah. linemen those guys come off the board for me yeah I'm with you and I think the Steelers could probably I mean if they well and maybe they would look for this anyway right but they they probably would want to bring in someone who was like in the Javon Hargrave mold right someone who can maybe play yes. a little zero yes. and then kind of you know come over as a as a pass rusher on those obvious passing downs. Yeah, you know, it's a great point about Tua, you know, when it comes to just not only his gap soundness, but, you know, what the Steelers lacked last year, and, I, and it wasn't, you know, I mean, they just, they didn't have any gap soundness, so it wasn't yeah. like they were going to have a disruptor. But but Tua is not just gap sound, but he's also, he can be a real disruptor. He's a problem. Yes. I mean, you know, he can get upfield and that, and, and, you know, tackles for loss and that kind of thing, which again, which is, the Steelers just weren't able to do that last year. I think it, it has been frustrating. It was funny listening to Keith Butler, I think it was a couple years back, when he talked about Tua, because Tua can be that kind of dis disruptor, and where you want you know, the, if you're designing a run defense, what you want is guys to be gaps down. You don't want them to, if you're, if you're two gapping, right. And he's, you know, playing one gap, but just getting right up field. I mean, obviously that can cause problems in the run game a little bit, but you'll take those problems. Right. And it's always, a, it was, right. yes. At, at times Butler got, I think probably a little bit frustrated with to it, but you'll take those problems when, you know, he is as disruptive as he was. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I'm with you on still probably needing someone, but I think it's, it's maybe not a two replacement. Right? You're probably getting someone who's going to be more in the Alu Alu, Type right. mold or the Javon Hargrave mold in that defensive because line because they're also still expecting Tyson Alulu to come back next yeah. next year. So th this again, this pushes things down because Chris Wormley, I won't say Chris Wormley wasn't a bad defensive lineman. He just right. wasn't the starter that they paid for, and that's a huge part of this is too. Is that Stephon Tuit? If he's on your books, he's taking up a huge part of your cap space. Huge and yeah. And when you're building a team, you need those commitments, those financial commitments in your salary cap space to actually play a big role in the team. And the Steelers 
last year. They were going to need to be heavily strong up front. And that'd be the best part of their team. And within, and they never got to it, which was a huge part of that. And then they lost to Lulu. You get those guys back. And again, if you if you have Chris Wormley coming off the bench there, now you're saying situationally, Chris Wormley, we're not asking you to plug the run. We're asking you to do what you do best. And that is win in the pass rush when you're getting the one-on-ones because everyone else is attracting the double teams. And that's another factor here. Like you said, with it, with to its disrupt disruptiveness, when he's when he's out there and you're facing a four-man front of Tuit, Hayward, TJ, and Ty Smith. Yeah. That's a that's a as, as an offensive Good line, luck. you're thinking, crap, we have to double team maybe two of these guys, and then we're still getting a guy you know between Hayward, Tuit, and one. We're still getting one of those guys that we cannot double team. And Highsmith is a growing problem, and that's right. if the Steelers don't send a blitz. So right. Right. That's the that's how things start to compound. And to your point about tackles for loss in 2020, the Steelers had uh, T.J. Watt had 23 tackles for loss, led the team by far. Vince Williams second most at 14, right behind him, Stephon Tuitt with 10. But Vince Williams and Mike Hilton, who also was right behind him with eight, those type of guys they feed off of those defensive linemen controlling those gaps. No, yeah, and, and you know, bring up Vince Williams. There. I mean, he he really was like a. A real missing piece last year, you know that kind of thumper. Yeah, they, they needed a they needed a thumper. Yeah. and Schobert did what he could, but that's just not his role. He's a right. he's, he's a guy that's going to provide sound help at inside linebacker. But they need a physical presence, which is another reason I think that linebackers should be something the Steelers looked at. I talked about that on Monday with Arthur Motes running the show. Tony, we got to get to other things that Kevin Colbert talked about. We'll do that in just a minute here. So stick with us on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. Football season may be over, but basketball season is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And get this, you can also bet on the NFL scouting combine. Is is the fastest 40 time in this year's combine going to beat 4.29 seconds? You can bet money on that. The same thing goes for all the different events at the NFL Scouting Combine. Go to betonline.net to place your bets down on how this scouting scouting class or the NFL rookies class will do in the combine competitions as, as as this week plays out. Head to the website today on your on your on your desktop or your mobile device to learn more about the trends of the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Tony Serino, and we're continuing to talk about things. Now, Tony, yeah. I do. I have to do this before we move forward because we did this episode yesterday, and it would have had you on if you came on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. If I, could, yeah. if I could clear my schedule on Mondays. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but we talked about the quarterback situation, and the Steelers announced that they're that they're targeting three. Uh, or not Steelers. The Steelers did announce. Excuse Steelers me. The story broke. Anything, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me yeah. yeah. stop myself there. <laughs> <laughs> look 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 at me trying to, i'm i'm just hurting because i have to admit something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem here. this is a tough but this is a tough one for you the, the report came out that they're considering three free agent quarterbacks one teddy teddy bridgewater two mitchell trubisky Woo! let's go and, and then three who was the even the james uh, james uh, yeah. james but <sighs> Also, it's you remember the days when I said his name is Jameis all yeah. the time, and you, we've and come a long way. We've come a long way. But point being, I have to give you your victory lap. For I you, wonder you, if you, Sam Darno is in is in play here. Sam but... Darno, oh man, that was another day. <laughs> um, 
But I have to give I have to give you your victory lap. Hold on, hold on, no, 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 you don't. Credit, There's no victory lap, Chris. Right, this is some kind of I don't know if you're trying to like reverse jinx here. He has not signed with Pittsburgh just yet. Look, I will. You started a, the Trubisky train. I'm just trying to give the start. Trubisky I did. train. It's hard. It is, and you know, it's it's hard to 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 be this good at at predicting what average player the Steelers are going uh, to, or fans should get behind. Um, but no, listen, <laughs> it's not a done deal yet. It's not a done deal yet. Let's wait till he actually signs. All right. But I do appreciate, and I welcome everyone. It's there's still time, by the way. If you're not yet on the uh, the Trubisky hype train, there's plenty of room. Plenty of room all aboard. That that's that that's the that's the do you by the way, do you want to jump in yet? I mean, I, I don't know. I know no, you, you put no, that poll out right where I am. You put I don't the need poll out. You put the you know, it was it was the Trubisky train, the what was the other, the Wentz wagon. By the way, appreciate you putting that poll out there so we can figure out who these Wentz people are to get them the help that they need. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, there was who are they, you? they were the smallest percentage of the group, but there was also the Jameis Winston uh Jeep Wranglers that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you now have some serious competition because Arthur Moat started the Maserati Malik train. Oh, that's... I'm on that too. No, no, but no, that's different. That's it, that's a rookie. Listen, a rookie, totally separate. Totally, it's very, totally different. It's very different. But to, but to answer your question, no, I'm not hopping on your hype train because the last hype train you built was James Pierre, and you even posted the gift of that train falling off of, of the tracks. So uh, you get out I of believe, here with that. Hold on. My hype trains are batting 500, which, by the way, will be a <laughs> Hall of Fame batting average. All right? So let's not get too hasty here. Uh, he's true because he called Devin Hodges. I still remember <laughs> us sitting in your car after the during the 20 and, the, and several nights of the 2019 Steelers training camp mm -hmm. and and me and me just yelling like oh my god how are you picking Devlin Hodges and then he, <laughs> he wasn't even duck yet. we didn't even know about the duck thing yet. we didn't it even just, know it, it was you just love Devlin and then Devlin, he was duck yeah. and then you were wearing ducks on the show and <laughs> it was great anyways time. anyways like but <laughs> Another point that Kevin Colbert brought up here now that we've yeah. given you your chance to have your victory lap you know you don't want your victory I don't want lap. it yet Two weeks. Kevin Colbert did also say that he saw that there were several, there were there were multiple starting quarterbacks, not several, it was multiple starting quarterbacks in this quarterback class. Now, there's been a lot said about this year's quarterback class, whether you want Malik Willis, whether you, whether you want Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, uh, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, any of those guys, Bailey Zapp, all, all those guys in your, in your frame. But he's saying that there's multiple starters, and there's a lot of people that are just raising their eyebrows at this statement. I even posted a, a, a meme of me with my with the, with my fake glasses on. I don't even know where they're at. Oh yeah, they're right, they're right here. And I, I was looking at this like, oh my gosh, is that what we're doing here? Uh, but uh, but but here's the thing. I think people need to remember that when Kevin Colbert's saying that there's multiple starting quarterbacks, there's several quarterbacks who have started for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not named Ben Roethlisberger over the last, during during his tenure. He's yeah. not saying that these are guys that are going to be franchise, franchise guys. Right. Two different words. <laughs> yep. Start. Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. All right. Let's not. Listen, Jimmy Greatness has been to a okay. Super Bowl and an NFC Championship Wait, wait, wait. Game, when so. did you start calling him Jimmy Greatness? Jimmy Greatness. He's the second. I, I, I put oh, out a no. poll on, on Twitter oh, no. or on Facebook, like right before I left on my little hiatus there. Oh, no. Where, uh, yeah, it was it was the Magic Mitch or Jimmy Greatness. He's right oh, there. One A and one B. We're in trouble. If they do some, if they do trade for Jimmy G, there that is that high, like the hype train from Trubisky is just going to go er, just divert right over to Jimmy Greatness hype train. You're scaring me. <laughs> Listen, Sorry. Uh, this is a shout out to my man Dan 
Dan LaVoy, you know who you are. He's a big Niners fan who also uh, lives in Pittsburgh, and he, he's cool with the Steelers. He likes the Steelers, so he mm-hmm. watches this show a lot. Dan's been pushing Jimmy G on me since 2019. And if he if he ends up here, oh, man, I'm going to have to eat so much crow because I have talked yeah. so much trash about Jimmy G over the years. And it's warranted because he's not that good. But I digress. Um, NFT championship game. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't the reason, Cody. He was, he was a passenger. But my whole thing is this. Is Jimmy G would be fine if he's a Steelers if you take $15 million off that salary cap. Yeah, well, Steelers yeah, that's, up, that is the thing. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is and true. the Steelers only give up like a seventh-round pick. Like, I ain't, don't give up nothing to get that that, that dude. That's I heard two-fourths was what I heard, and that is not that mm-hmm. much. No, I I want my I want my fourths. You know, you get that the fourth the fourth because here's the thing. <laughs> I want my fourths. I want my fourths. Really, you know Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. Just, it, it, yes, come we're on. right there. Also, Ike Taylor, if you don't remember. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. You had to go back a little bit. <laughs> I had to but... Go back to like 2003. <laughs> <laughs> point B. Point being, I ain't for it for a Jimmy G trade, but still. Your assessment of Kevin Colbert saying this, does this say that they're getting Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or one of these guys for sure in this draft? Because Mel Kuyper also released his 2.0 draft, mock draft, and it had the Steelers selecting a quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm still not sold that they're going to do that unless several of those major, major position uh, players are off the board. I think if Malik Willis is there, he's there. It's going to be another Steelers are on the clock for like 15 seconds type deal. Um, I do, I do buy, I buy into that hype that they're like obsessed with Malik. Mm, um, okay. Now the more inch, you know, I'm I'm with you though. I think his his statement about there are multiple starting quarterbacks in this class was more just like a statement of fact rather than like an assessment of the class itself, right? right. Like when was the last class we got where there was legitimate like no starting caliber quarterback in the class itself? You have to go back to what, like 2014, the one with like Geno Smith and yeah, with EJ Manuel, EJ Manuel. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah. A, that was a rough year. That was a bad class, but like since then, you know, we just haven't had it. even the bad classes. Like they're you know the Jameis Mariota year. Like those guys, I mean, one threw for 30 touchdowns in a year, and the other one won went to the playoffs one year. So, um, so they were starter caliber, and both guys are going to get right. shots to start this year in, in all likelihood. So, yeah, I, I'm look. I think that for the Steelers, I think the three names to keep an eye on are Malik, Kenny Pickett, obviously. And then I think they probably still like Sam Howell. And this is, you know, uh, we're about to get into March now where all the pro days are going to happen. It's real easy to, to keep track of the stewards because, again, we know that they they make a big, you know, they, they make no secret about who they like. And they're always at the pro days. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin have been to the pro day with the first round pick for the Steelers going all the way back to, like, who was that defensive lineman from Missouri they took? Ziggy way back Hood? in the day. Ziggy Hood? Ziggy Hood. He's the last guy that they didn't go to the pro day. So going all the way back to Ziggy, they didn't, they've been, the Colbert and Tomlin have been, or one of the two have been at the pro day every year since. Uh, so that's, you know, if, if they're at UNC, if they're at Liberty, and if they're at, I and I imagine they'll be at all three, then those guys are in play. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. But to, to your point. You're looking. You're looking at Stephon. You're looking at. Uh, excuse me. I, I was. I was. I was going back to the first segment there. But you're. But you're looking at this quarterback class, and you're. And you're. And you're saying they do want a young arm in this mix. And I think that's. That's the bottom line here is that there are guys who are. You're not bringing the guy that that that's that's your next franchise quarterback. You hope he can be, but you're, you're not betting the farm that he is. What you are doing though is you're saying, hey, and this is why he said, he said he said before four arms. This is why I said months ago. Four quarterbacks need to be in training camp. There needs to be the veteran that they sign in free agency, which may be Mitchell Trubisky. Mitch. Yeah, maybe one of those guys. Maybe uh, that's a trade, not a sign. Stop, don't, 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 don't do that. (laughs) 
It's going to be Mason Rudolph. It's going to be Dwayne Haskins. And then it's going to be a rookie. Now, the rookie could be Malik Willis. It could be Kenny Pickett. It could be McRae. But it could be also be Bailey Zapp in the much later rounds. It could be a Caleb Ellaby, for all yeah. we know, back at like yeah. in the sixth or seventh round. But point being, they want that young arm to bring in and, and have the competition and see what happens. Because you never know. You might you want to take that lottery gamble one more time because right. the Steelers have not made the official move to go get it. Like people say, Oh, they put a first round grade on Mason. That's saying that they thought other teams might take Mason in the first round, but you notice they didn't take him in the first or second. They took him in the third. They did that. That story because, has always been strange to me. Yeah. That's yeah, that, 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 that's always a weird one. But the point being about Mason taking him in the third is that was another gamble. It's like, Hey, just like Landry Jones, like, you know what? If this guy can hopefully be a backup, if everything works out, maybe we have found the air. But in both of those situations, it hasn't worked out that way. Landry Jones right. definitely, Mason Rudolph, uh, for for the for the true believers that still believe in him, this is the this is the year for him to prove it. Um, yeah. But but and this would be another. I envision this year being another year like that, where you take a guy that doesn't cost you too much in your draft capital. That's why I'm still hesitant on just going 20 and going and getting Malik Willis or going and getting Kenny Pickett or one of those guys, because they have so many other needs. You right. get one of those guys, the second, third, fourth, fifth round, you're, you're not putting the major investment in quarterback. And if you hit great, if not, you haven't, you haven't put yourself too far back. And then next year, when you want to, to make the move at, at quarterback, you can, and there will be more guys that can fit that bill. The, the other thing I, I wondered about today, and, and I wish someone had asked Kevin, this is about the idea of both. You know, so, you know, we talk about, mm. you know, signing Mitch Trubisky. How much is it going to cost to sign Mitch? Because it sounds like there's three teams, you know, by all reports at this point, there are three teams who are like openly interested in him, New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh. Well, that's likely going to drive his price up. And the price right now for kind of a, a second tier, but still starting caliber quarterback is about $10 million a year, right? So if you're signing Mitch to a deal that's like two years, $20 million, are you then going to go into the draft and take Malik Willis at 20? You know, or, or are you going to take Kenny Pickett at 20? I mean, or, or are you going to take Bailey Zapp in the second round or the even the third round, right? Or if you trade two fourth-round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo, are you then taking Malik Willis in the first round? Or are you taking Bailey Zapp in the third, right? Are you going to use that much capital on the future of your position here? That's right. where I, I, I'm, I would wonder, like, if, if one kind of precludes the other, right? Meaning that if they get Trubisky, does that in some way take them out of the running for a Malik Willis in the first round? Just be, like you said, because of the amount of capital it's going to take, it's going to take the free agent cap, the, the the salary cap capital to get the free agent, and then the draft capital to get a quarterback, and you can't use both, right? You're only using one, right? Um, so I'd be interested to see how they approach that. That that's my that's my whole point here is that they can only spend so much to get the quarterback position right right now because they have to invest at linebacker, they have to invest in the offensive line, they they really should invest at the cornerback position. They're actually they have to invest. Uh, no, the they have to do the corner. Yeah, offensive yeah, line is an interesting one. I. I'm not sure that they have to draft an offensive lineman. Based See, on but but I'm, I'm no, I'm not saying with offensive. But I'm saying with either draft capital or some of that free agent money, it got it got to go. There's got to be additions to the offensive line next year. I'm not. You don't, I don't think so? I based on some of the things he talked about, I don't know. I and now I'm I'm all of a sudden like my mind is just. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of those other things that, that, okay. that he mentioned, because that's certainly you know we're not done talking about what Kevin Colbert said at the scouting combine, because he also brought up. Some guys who were Steelers this past year who might not be that next year, but maybe they will be. We'll talk about who those guys he mentioned in just a minute here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Of course, Built Bar is the is the ultimate protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's that time of the year where people start giving up on your New Year's resolutions, but don't, don't do that. Don't give in just yet. 
order some built bars. Why? Because they're going to taste great and they're going to help you stick to your plan. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you can also make sure that you get to check out the new puffs flavors because they have, they're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Get this. They're fluffy marshmallowy and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You can get the cinnamon churro flavor, the coconut marshmallow flavor, or the banana king pie, banana king uh, cream pie. And they're all so good. One of them is going to be your new favorite, but all Built Bars are covered 100% real chocolate, and they're all low in calorie but high in protein. They pack, they've had just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average, pro, uh, the, the average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. That's helping you stay on task with your diet. And there's so many flavors for you to choose from when you go to Built.com. You can see coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, all of those things available right when you go to Built.com. They're always releasing new flavors to, for you to check out. So go to Built.com. When you go, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars at Built.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino here on a Wednesday of the, of the show. Now, Tony, he talked, Kevin Colbert talked a little bit more about other guys yeah. who could be returning. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, when they've done their, their who are the Steelers going to cut pieces, you know, like, like Mark Woolley, for example, I talked about him earlier this week, um, and he was on the show last week. There's a lot of assumptions that, you know, guys, Joe Schobert's going to be cut because of his cap number. Gone. Zach Banner's going to be cut. These guys, there's all these assumptions. But, you know, there, when 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 talking about the team uh, on, on, on Tuesday, Kevin Colbert said that they want to see more out of, one, Kevin Dotson, which they do need to see more they, out of. They do, yeah, that one's and, true. And, and, and two, Zach Banner, which you don't say that about a guy. If you're they cutting, want to see more about him in what? In a in a hopefully in a Bengals or Ravens uniform? What? <laughs> but that's my point. They still believe in Zach. And listen, Zach, I think has he has the size and the tenacity to be the team's right tackle. The question is, can he be healthy? And he never got healthy last year. And that was what they were hoping to happen. And so, so maybe there's still that thing. It's like IR, right? He never came off of IR. No, uh, I, th I think he came off at, towards like the middle or late part of the season, but he was never healthy enough to get to, to get to the starting roster. Maybe he didn't yeah. come off IR. I can't. I actually don't know the answer to that off the top of my head right now. I remember talking yeah. about this early in the season. But point being, he was still never healthy enough to come back. If he wasn't healthy enough to come back, that's a sign to me. It's like, like, hey, they might still say, you know what? This guy, he's been part of our system. He's a he, he he's a person that we that we want to see succeed, and he's a guy that we still think can succeed at right tackle. Because also, you're having to wonder what's going on with Chakuma Core for. He's his contract's up. He's yeah. he's about to be a, a free agent. And as much as they do need to add to this offensive line, and I I think sign some guys that are free, you know, some good free agents there. They also need depth guys and guy and depth guys that know the offensive line room. Um, and Zach Banner would be one of those guys. Is this crazy to keep him back, Tony? I don't think it's crazy, but I do think it's a bold move by Kevin Colbert. I mean, you're you're going to pay a guy six million bucks to do what? I mean, th this is my it's this is why I said I don't know that the Steelers are actually going to. I think we all just you know we we just pencil in you know tackle in the offensive line or yeah. in the first round, right? Like oh you know give me a Charles Cross, give me a you know give me um uh Bernard Raymond or you know one of those guys in the first round. Uh, this team's talking about bringing Zach Banner back. Remember. You know, there was that quote last year from Tomlin where he told Banner, like, get healthy because you're my answer. 
at yeah. right tackle. You know, here we are, part two of that. I mean, I think we all just assume Banner's gone because that cap number, it's a cool five million bucks you save real easy. I mean, you just, you know, it's the easiest five million bucks you can save. The mm -hmm. guy just did not get healthy a year ago, coming off of an ACL. He already didn't have the best feet. You know, it wasn't like, you know, his, you know, his smooth back pedal was the reason they were going to, you know, they were going to bring him in, right? It was like you said, it was the size. I mean, this is mm -hmm. a huge man. Um, so, and he did improve. Like, that's the thing. Like he, when he, when he came to the Steelers, he was, he, you know, he, he wasn't as, as finally too. Yeah, he, he was a journeyman. Still, he, yeah. Yeah, like he, he was a guy that was like honestly, if he didn't work out with the Steelers, he might not have been in the NFL much longer. But I remember right. like in, in in those training camps, in fact, 2019, you know, I remember he wouldn't talk to to, to us in the media. He'd be like, Nope, I'm not I'm not talking to anyone today. I'm still I'm staying focused. And he didn't he didn't talk to media until he was confirmed that he was on the roster and a and a big part of it. And uh and not a big part of it, but he was he was on the roster and he knew that he, his spot was safe. That was part of who he is. And I could see that being something that like, you know what, we like his attitude. We want we want to keep that around the team, but he does need to be healthy. I think that they might be looking at like whatever the trainers are telling them, that's what they're going to base it off of. But I am with you also. That is a big question. What does that mean for the investment in the offensive line the Steelers are going to dedicate to bringing in outside help in a group that needs it? Because uh, there's no doubt that they were not good. Granted, Zach Banner wasn't the problem of them being not good other than the fact that he was hurt last year. Um but now you're asking yourself, you know, do they do this? But I, one thing I always point out to people, when you look at the Steelers' history, their construction of all the great teams they've ever had, the one position that you can look at, and they've never had a great player. They've had some good. They've had some really goods. But they've never had the elite superstar offensive tackles they've all they, they, they've had really they've had great centers legendary centers they've had yeah. great guards running back quarterback wide receiver fullback linebacker defensive line safety cornerback all of those positions but offensive tackle is the one that historically they haven't made and maybe that's organizationally that's just how they've they've operated they don't value the position that much but tony i, I still think that they it needs to be something that they truly do value it's right now an opening day offensive line that looks like this. Left tackle, Dan Moore. Left guard, Kevin Dotson. Center, Kendrick Green. As much as fans, I think, are going to want to move him to guard. I mean, I think I just don't think the Steelers are the kind of team that are ready to just give up after one year. So I think they're they're, they're going to try and make that thing work. Right guard, LeGlue. And right tackle, Banner. And you and I look, and, and, the, and here's how this can happen. I mean, look, yes, free agency will change this, and they can bring in some names in free agency. But in the draft, you could go quarterback round one, corner round two, linebacker round three, bang. Your fourth round pick, yeah, sure, you can add an offensive lineman, but he's probably not going to start. Or maybe he's in competition with Banner on that right side. But it certainly it's not the kind of offseason that all of us fans have imagined. You know, the Steelers probably have right now three offensive linemen that they still that they still like. You know, they obviously they like Dan Moore. He is going to I mean you could just write that in pen today. There's nothing that's going to move yeah. them off Dan Moore being the left tackle. At center, I think it's a little more murky, but again, I just don't think they're going to admit that mistake after year one. And then, you know, Kevin Dotson and all the stuff that happened. There's another guy didn't come off of IR, by the way. Remember, yeah. they did. They actually did let him start practicing again, and then he just it just kind of expired. Like, the, the window to bring him back expired. And that was a weird yeah. thing, by the way. You know, the whole Dotson, and remember the reports in the offseason mm -hmm. that the Steelers were upset with him? That was a whole weird thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this report that they – not this report. This – Kevin Colbert saying we're going to bring Zach Banner back and, and we expect more out of him does lead me into a future. I don't think it's an incredibly likely future, but I think there is a future in which the offensive line that ended the season is a very similar offensive line that they begin the season with, meaning that it's it's LeGlue as still as your starter and then Zach Banner at right tackle. Um, and the Steelers address all the other needs we've talked about, corner, linebacker, quarterback, 
first. That's that's a tough bit. I I, I have to think that there that there's some sort of investment. If it's not a, you know a, a guard or a guard who can play center, somebody yeah. in, in that yeah. in that realm. <laughs> Um, just give or, me a Zion Johnson. Just I'm not asking for much. <laughs> right. Just if you got a Zion Johnson who looked good at the senior bowl. I mean, yeah. like, like, like that's the thing. Like they could do a guy, they could get a guy like that and say, okay, we've at least added to the room. But I, I still think that if you're going into next year, you know that a big part of what you have to do is on the offensive line. You need to run the ball. And Kevin Colbert also said, you know, Dodgy Harris didn't have the start that we that we hoped he had. The man had yeah. 1,600 all-purpose yards and 10 touchdowns with no offensive line, with a non-existent vertical passing game, and only fumbled once in the playoffs. Yeah, so, but he did. But I think I think though I think the the raw numbers are are nice. But he did have the second most touches in the league, right? I mean, agreed. But he had to, and I I think that that's another sign is if you gave him just a decent offensive line, yeah. and you gave him just the threat. Of we could throw the ball down the field a little bit, not not elite, but just like no, but no, no one feared Ben's deep ball, you know, no. you know going, going into this season, yeah. and that's what opens up the box. That's where I'm at, Tony. Is that if you invest in this offensive line, then those touches turn into more yards. And you saw even when he was getting hit three, three, four yards in the backfield, he he wasn't fumbling until he got that injury and then came back really quickly for yeah. the uh, for, for the Chiefs game in the playoffs. I, I just. Yeah. I have to think that there's there's some investment into that group, and maybe this is all a ruse. Maybe this is just Kevin Colbert's way of just circumventing all of us. And, and as Mark Capone pointed out, they've also they have a lot of money that the Steelers could open up with restructures. He estimated like eighty million dollars they could yeah. get up to if they yeah. if they if they did it if they really went to work on that. And then you're looking at that as like, okay, well maybe you could keep one of those guys you thought you would be you would cut, whether it's you know Joe Schober or Zach Banner or Derek Carr or De Derek Watt, excuse me, and. That's where I'm at. It's like maybe he just they they just see like you know what we'll keep one veteran offensive lineman in the room and we'll add these other guys in and maybe that's their plan. But I just I, I have a hard time seeing them making no additions there because they 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 need to know that it has to be a lot better. Yeah, and, and by additions you mean like starting caliber additions, right? Because obviously they're gonna yeah. add depth. They just they just right. they're gonna Go have ahead, to add depth. Yeah, but I mean at least to. one one guy, maybe two guys who have good starting experience in the NFL and can be and can be a guy that kind of sets the whole line straight, like, hey guys, let's go, let's do this, let's get this done. And, and that's what they hope Trey Turner would be. But again, they got Trey Turner way after the fact. They only got him because David DeCastro got hurt or, or re realized I'm not coming back. And that was a that was a late thing. Now you yeah. have a chance to be in front of this both for free agency and the nfl draft that's not just they have to this has to be part of their plan i i, I just have to think that this is either a smokescreen or this is them saying zach banner's part of that plan right it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like look if we're just gonna throw darts at the wall at a position offensive line is the one like we just need we need to hit right we yeah. so the more darts we have the better why would we cut they can create the room in other ways so why cut a guy when we want to bring him back. Hopefully, we see more of him. Maybe he turns into a starting caliber guy for us. That'd be great. But yeah, maybe they're not. Maybe I'm reading too much. Is they're not pinning their hopes that he's going to be the starter. It's just, hey, let's just leave another, you know, uh, another option there for us. The same way like Haskins is coming back, right? I mean, I don't think anyone expects Haskins is going to be the right. starter, but no reason to cut Haskins, right? Let's bring him, bring him back, and and maybe he pops, and maybe he turns into a starting caliber quarterback. That would be. That would be. Yeah, you know, that, that, I think that's. <laughs> It's That's a fancy land, line. but you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, yeah right. <laughs> uh, I can't with you, and I, I'm I'm surprised. I started to think that you were about to build a Dwayne Haskins. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. I, listen, I've been. I, I'm remember, crazy. I'm not that. Crazy. I was off that. I was I, I I was on the like you know. If there's there's something that's like a hate train because I, I was basically like you know put pumping the brakes on all the Haskins stuff very very early on. So 
no, 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 don't get it. I'm, Trubisky and Trubisky Grappa, Trubisky Grappa, Mo, mostly Trubisky right now, but I'm leaving the door open, you know, leaving the door open to Jimmy Greatness if uh, if Kevin Colbert wants to make that trade. Two four is not a big deal. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. Matt Canada wants to run more RPO, the Shanahan system, right? Listen, it's a, it's a very similar thing to what this, this, by the way, was in a report today. Um, so listen, that's, if he's going to use, get, get you a quarterback who knows that system, Matt Ryan. I'm sorry. You said who? <laughs> I'm over here checking, making sure that our levels are good. I'm managing the show. And I'm just checking something, and I hear you say, hey, Matt, you mm -hmm. dirty dog. And for those who don't know, way back when, way back in 2019, in fact, when we were we all leading into that year, we got into a major argument on this show where Tony said that Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. He was completely in wrong. 2019, he was a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, correct. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Statement of fact. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna keep just leaving out that part of the, 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 the conversation. But this guy, we had Miss Yay, one of our most loyal oh, fans, had, come up I to us. That's why I into Tony the Hater. That's yeah, why you, Tony the Hater existed. You, you became Tony the Hater. I, that that's was right. your, that was your name for a while. But that's right. here you go, bringing up Matt Ryan, who the Falcons are trying to figure out how do we move on from this. <laughs> His forty-five million dollar cap hit is too too low, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too valuable to uh but any anyways tony that's our show we got to get out of here yeah we got, we're running way over time thanks so much for joining us here on the lockdown steelers podcast you're always a pleasure and you're always exciting to, to be have on the show let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work you can follow me on twitter at steeler country and then you can find me on afc north talk it's a roundtable show all about the afc north uh, i represent the pittsburgh steelers on that show we are back next week we're going to preview free Ooh. agency and do a review of some of our hot takes which by the way i had a hot take Way before the season, I said Jamar Chase would have more drops than Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron combined. Oh, boy. Combined. And I was right. I was right. <laughs> Thank you, Eric Ebron, for getting injured midseason. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the only way that that works was that Eric didn't play half the year. But thank you so much, Tony. Uh, like I said, just it's always fun to have you on the show. My name's Chris Carter. I'm the host of the show, Locked On Steelers Podcast. You can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel for more of our content. If you want to get a shout at the end of the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And leave us a positive comment in with your review, and then you'll get that shout-out. Thanks again to Tony. We'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the Locked on Steelers podcast with my man, Wes Euler, who's live on Radio Row with Steeler Nation Radio. I want to get his thoughts on how things are playing out down there at the NFL Scouting Combine. We'll see you tomorrow. Has, has, Wes, oh, has, oh. Wes, picked a, has Wes picked a, uh, a hype train yet? I actually I don't think he has. I'll text him. I'll text Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll get him. I'll, I'll, I'll get him ready for tomorrow's show. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see which one he picks. Uh, we're going to do another poll with Maserati Malik in it now because I want to see how uh, it's the different. It's different. It's a rookie. It's totally different. <laughs> I might vote for Malik. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you're Anyway, thanks again, Tony. Thanks again to you listeners. We're back in, on your screens and in your ears tomorrow right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.